Hello, and welcome to Zach's Corner, your favorite show right here on Body Snatched, the official audio network of the pod people. Happy New Year! I was trying to whistle. It didn't come out great. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, new Year. New episode. Woo! Um... I think you guys may have noticed it's been a while since you've heard my voice. Um, took a little impromptu sabbatical. I didn't know it was going to happen either. Um, yeah, it was expensive. Cost me 40 bucks to not do the show since October, but uh, here we are. Just, you know, I try to center myself, collect myself, and, uh, you know, just calm down a little bit. Um, you know, I let life get to me a lot last year, and uh, I was bummed out and bad, and I don't think the show was as good. I think we suffered from it. So this year, new year, right? Trying to have some positive energy, right? We can't move backwards. It's already happened, right? We can only move forward. It's a new journey and a new chance, right? So we're going to take that chance, and uh, yeah, we're going to forget about all the bad, and just move forward with the good. I hope you guys find this well. Uh, I hope you're excited for a new year. I know I am. Uh, you know, plenty to look forward to. Um, yeah, it should be a good time. I think uh, I think that's pretty good. Um, so 2021 happened. And boy howdy, was it a great year for movies. I tell you what. I saw way more movies than I was anticipating, which is always awesome. And for the first time in a long time, I didn't keep a count. I didn't even care how many how many movies I saw. I just let it happen, and uh, it was a lot more fun. I was a lot less stressed not counting movies. For some of you that may not know, is for the longest time. Uh, I don't know, about ten years or so, I think. I would count my movie tickets, right? And I, I was trying to hit 50. I was like, I got to hit 50 movies a year. Well, Joe, he used to be my writing partner. Um, we uh, we got to a point to where I started to stress, you know, because I was like, oh, my God, I've only seen 43. Like, what the fuck are we going to watch? Like, how are we going to make it? Like, how are we going to do this, right? And so this year I was like, I I'm not going to care anymore. I'm just going to go back to enjoying movies. I don't want it to be work. I don't want it to be a job. Like, oh my god, I got to see x -Men. Who gives a shit? I either see a movie or I don't, right? If I miss it in theaters, I'll just watch it at home, right? I'll rent it, you know, or I'll wait till it's on one of the 84 streaming services that's available. So, there you go, man. That's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'm not saying I don't get mad. Like, I'm still pissed that the tragedy of Macbeth is... Uh, it's it's only going to be on Apple TV. I have no access to Apple TV. I don't even know if you can get Apple TV just as an app or if you have to get the whole contraption. No idea. And it's just like, well, that's a huge bummer. But uh, as far as like, you know, if I if I miss something, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's not we're, it's not going to make or break us not seeing a movie in theaters. So it's kind of where we're at. And uh, yeah, you know how normal people act, you know? I'm trying to act like a normal human, you know, so. <laughs> Big goals in 2022. Let's see if I can pull it off. 
Um, wow, what a year in film. I mean, just all over the board. We had uh, that whole HBO thing. How weird was that? We got to watch movies the same day at home as we did in theaters, which was pretty cool. Um, I took advantage of it early on because where I was, movie theaters didn't open up right away, right? And so I had to watch things on HBO Max. I saw, um, uh, what was that? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I watched that uh, on HBO when it launched same day. That was a really good movie. That was really cool. I was happy that launched. Um, for shits and giggles, we watched the Tom and Jerry movie, uh, which was terrible. Uh, we did that for Rob's birthday. And uh, yeah, that was so bad. I try not to do bad movies on the year-end review because I like to keep it positive because, you know, there's so much more like good movies that came out than there were bad movies. You know what I mean? I'm still going to complain about things. Trust me. Your curmudgeonly old man host cannot not complain, you know. But uh, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try to be very positive. That's my goals for 2022. Uh, I'm trying to go half glass empty. Now, for 28 years on this earth, I've been a huge half glass empty, right? It's got to be full now. Did I say full? I bet I said empty. It, see, it's in my head, man. I self-sabotage. Anyway, I'm trying to become an optimist. The, the wording I used before is I'm a you know, pessimist trying desperately to become an optimist. And I do. I want to be happy. I want to restructure my brain into like good, happy thoughts, right? Like I, That's my goal for 2022. Is just, I want to breathe more, right? Let things roll more. I want to be less upset, right? Like, I want to less crazy. And, you know, considering that the world is nuts and the world's on fire and uh, politically this country's kind of all over the place, which I don't want to get into because I'm sure there's people on both sides, you know, people hiding in the middle like me. Uh, but, you know, just a lot of crazy shit. And uh, I'm already stressed, so I don't need more. So, you know, I'm just going to try to chill a little bit more, right? I'm trying not to hate my job as much, right? Just kind of embrace it, right? Like, it's work. It's supposed to suck, you know? Kind of stuff like that. I got to get back to writing in 2022. You know, like, I didn't release a book in 2021. And uh, I feel really, really bad about it. I just couldn't get my head on straight. Like, I let the year win. And I can't let the year win. I got to be more motivated, more driven. I got to push past no. You know what I mean? Like, I just got to... No does not exist, right? <laughs> there is no no in this dojo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Christ. I don't know what's wrong with me. You guys probably don't know either. But thanks for listening. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you guys didn't miss me too much. I missed you a lot. And I thought about it every week. Every week I was like, oh, I should really do an episode. And then I got to be honest with you, uh, about December, I was so busy that I was like, not even, I was like, I mean, you know, how could I do a podcast, right? And which is bad. And uh, I'm going to work on it. You know, I'm, I'm keeping the $5 thing. Uh, it didn't work, obviously, because I still missed, you know, a bunch of weeks. Uh, but what it did do is it kept us like in the black, right? It kept the, the pod people with money in the pod people discretionary fund. And uh, if you guys noticed, we were able to get our website going, right? Thepodpeople.org. And uh, that that was paid for, you know, by us. Like, we did that on our own, right? Like, that's 
partially my punishment money and uh, you know Dutch and Tomas every time they walk by the thing they drop in a couple bucks so it's been fun you know like we actually tried to enhance the show this year right and uh, we care about it and there's things we want to do in 2022 that we're looking forward to and uh, we got a lot of great there's a lot of tweaking we got to do like um, we're going to change the format with the watch alongs because uh, we found out that it's too hard to take notes while trying to watch a movie you haven't seen. We figured this out with um, The Thing from Another World. We were trying to watch the movie that we hadn't seen, and it's something we all really wanted to watch. And so we had a harder time talking, right? Like, we were like, ah, oh, fuck, like, I'm trying to get in this movie. Like, I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to pay attention. But then, like, I have to take notes. So we're probably going to go with movies that we've seen or something where we don't have to take notes, you know? Stuff like that. Uh, there's going to be a lot more gross movies. I know, like, Audition something me and Dutch have talked about. And uh, we're going to do Hostel at some point. And, uh, yeah, because, you know, we're lunatics. And uh, why not give you guys some great uh, Zach crying in a corner content? And, uh, yeah, so I think the I think the days of the duel, uh, you know, thing are over. But you never know. Maybe we'll do it. Um yeah. How about we get into the actual review here? Because we're 10 minutes in. It's just me rambling. This cannot be good audio. See, there I go being negative again. No, we're going to, you know, we're doing great. You guys are here for a reason, right? Our our estimated audience size. I've seen this because I, I look at the thing. Every time. It's 10 people. So there's 10 of you guys who listen to me pretty much on a, you know, weekly basis, which is alarming that 10 people would waste this much time every week i appreciate you i love you i think you're the best and uh, let's hope we continue to grow it in 2022 i want uh, zach's corner to be like oh this is something so that's the goals right captivating movies i got a couple ideas i talk about them in this thing i wrote out this whole like i don't know four paragraph thing you know uh for this whole review so we'll see how good it is uh so let's see what we watched in theaters. That's our first headline. A lot of movies, man. A lot of movies. I'll break down, I don't know, like 15? I don't know, 10, 15 movies or so, I think. And uh, I'll do my best not to spoiler territory here. Because, you know, these still aren't things that everyone had a chance to see. But I'm going to try to rattle them off fast. And then uh, I will give you guys my top 10 for the year. Uh, and I will also give you guys the complete list of what I saw this year. Uh, that would be good. All right. Everybody on the same page? Good, good. So the first movie I want to talk about is my favorite movie of the year. Uh, I think the first couple are going to be in orders of the way I loved them. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's kind of mixed bag. <laughs> so my favorite movie of the year was Last Night in Soho. Of course, it's an Edgar Wright picture. And... Uh, you know, it's about the girl that goes into the 60s in her dreams and all kinds of crazy shit happens. But, uh, yeah, it was my favorite movie. Uh, I was completely engrossed in it. Like, I just, like, it lived in my head for weeks after I saw it. Like, I could not stop thinking about the movie. I thought it was so fucking good. And the ending was so shocking. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly how you make that kind of movie. And uh, I like movies that go for it. Um, yeah. Last Night in Soho, highly recommend. So good. Um, <clears throat> another movie, uh, The Night House, which is one nobody watched, which is fine. 
Uh, it's about uh, Rebecca Hall. She's great in the movie, by the way. Uh, she's like uh, living in a house her husband built after, and uh, it's after he killed himself, and all kinds of crazy shits happening. And uh, you know, she's trying to like piece together what it is. And I love that movie so much because uh, by the end of it, I think you can take the movie in uh, like there's at least two different directions, right? Like it's really cool. Right, I don't think it's just a straight up haunted house movie, which I really loved, and uh, that was running away with the year until last night in Soho came out. But yeah, the Night House is something I would highly recommend for sure. Um, Antlers, of course, is the Windigo movie, and nobody watched it, which is a bummer because it's Scott Cooper and then um, Guillermo del Toro. He was also a producer on the film, and. Uh, yeah, Antlers was so good, and I feel completely underrated. I feel like everyone just kind of slept on it, and they missed it. That's a problem. You should go watch that movie, because it's really, really, really good. Um, then there's a couple movies that were just for me. Uh, Licorice Pizza, not a movie anybody heard of. Nothing anybody wanted to watch. It's fine. Uh, for me, it was great. Uh, you know, it's a fun, unconventional love story, right? And it's just, uh, it's like the movies I really like are movies that you can kind of just, like, live in, right? You know, like, you're just, like, watching it, and you're like, yeah. And so you just get to, like, live in this movie for two hours. It's like when you watch Fast Times, or you watch, like, Dazed and Confused, or, um, like, uh, Adventureland, for me, I think is a real good, like, just live in the movie kind of thing. Uh, yeah, just, I love movies like that. You know, I think people find them boring, like, when the plot's just not, um, you know, da 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 this, 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 this. You know, like, when you just kind of have to watch the movie as it happens i don't know i like when movies happen to you i know it's a weird way to put it but that's just kind of what i love that's that's what uh gets me going you know with movies <laughs> um i saw the green knight which was really great um it was really good like it was stunning to look at uh it sounded amazing uh and it was really good i loved it too because um you get to the ending and i'm not gonna give away endings or anything but, dude, they almost banana peeled it, right? Like, they almost fucked it up. And then they yanked it back, and then they fixed it, and it became just an amazing movie. I think because of the ending, because they went with it, um, I think it definitely, it, it was great for me. Like, I loved it because the ending turned out so great. Like, it made me appreciate and love the movie even more. And, uh, yeah, I really loved it. <laughs> Uh, of course, we got Wrath of Man. You know if Guy Ritchie made a movie. You know if there's, like, a heist movie. Zach went and watched it, and, of course, Zach loved it. Uh, it was cool because it wasn't just, like, a good, like, you know, uh, armored truck robbing movie, right? It was also um, a good revenge movie, right? Just Statham seeking revenge. Who doesn't want a Jason Statham revenge movie, man? Um, no Time to Die finally came out! Bond 25, Daniel Craig's Last Dance with Mary Jane. And it was awesome. To me, it lived up to the massive hype that it had. And what a way for Daniel Craig to go out, man. And, uh, you know, it's the every other Bond thing. Spectre was kind of trash, so of course this one had to be great. That's kind of how it works with the Daniel Craig ones, right? Because Casino Royale, great. Uh, Quantum Solace, not so great. Skyfall, one of the best movies ever made. Spectre, it was alright. No Time to Die, super awesome. And the ending is, like, fucking nuts. Like, I won't give it away. But, like, if you've seen the movie, you're like, did that happen? I know. Here's the other part. This movie took so long to come out. I think by the time it came out, people didn't know it was out. And no one was talking about it. 
Dude, I saw this movie. It was in theaters for like three weeks. And I didn't get the ending spoiled. Which is nuts when you think about what happens at the end of that movie. No one was talking about it. Am I just old? Like, do people not like the 007 movies anymore? Like, I have no idea. But like, I still love them. And uh, No Time to Die was so good. I think you guys will really dig it. If you're into the James Bond movies, of course. Man, it was cool. I uh, saw Cop Shop, which I always love, you know, kind of movies like that. Um, it's a Joe Carnahan, no relation uh, movie. Um, he also did Smoke and Aces. He did Narc. Uh, he did The A-Team. But uh, it's a real wonky, like, wacky movie. It's really fun. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think you guys do like it. I'm a huge Gerard Butler guy, you know, and so love him. Uh, so what it is is this guy, he's... Uh, he stole some money, and uh, he's got hitmen coming after him, and he gets himself locked in jail, so that way they can't come and come get him, and then uh, they come get him anyway. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. I think you guys will dig it. Oh, also with that movie, here's fun. Frank Grillo, who's the star in the movie, uh, who I absolutely love, since Purge Anarchy, um, he said that uh, the studio fucked it up in like the editing and stuff. They made him do just certain things. And so him and Joe Carnahan hope that they get to make a director's cut of Cop Shop, which would be cool because I already like the movie. But if they have like a better version, I'd be way in for that. I, I always like the director's cut stuff. I think it's a really cool thing. Um, oh, here's one that will shock you guys. Like to your very core. I saw Spider-Man No Way Home three times. Uh, once with Joe and Tomas, once with my mom, once with Dutch. Loved it. I, I'm going to say it again because you guys are going to be like, Zach loved the Marvel movie? I did! But I'm sappy, and I like nostalgia, and it works for me. <laughs> Which is the only reason I'm getting dragged to the new Jurassic Park movies, because of nostalgia. But No Way Home was really good. I liked it a lot. So I'm not going to go into any spoilers at all. Just no, I liked it. Uh, we saw Dune and IMAX, me and Dutch did. Blew me away! I had uh, pretty low expectations for Dune. Because historically, I'm not a sci-fi guy. Uh, but Dune was really cool. And then we get to a point in the movie, which this isn't really spoilers if you've seen Dune. But then you find out it's only half the movie, right? Like, I didn't know this was part one until literally the opening credit says Dune, part one. But where they stopped the part one is fucking like, you just you want more movies. So they did an excellent job of picking when to stop. So good. I can't wait for part two. Uh, and then my thing with Dune is, uh, when they do part two, I hope they do the uh, Dune 1 and 2 back-to-back. Because -back, I will sit through the, you know, six-plus hours it will be to watch both of those movies together. But god damn, that would be cool. Yeah, Dune was awesome as everybody says it was. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, another one lived up to the hype. I was kind of surprised, so that was pretty cool. Um, of course, we saw Malignant. Uh, if you guys check out our website, you go to Body Snatch Bites. I'll go into further detail there. Um, and this is definitely a Zack's Corner movie. Like, if you guys know me at all, you're like, Malignant's definitely a movie this guy's going to do. And you're right, because Malignant's fucking crazy, and it's wacky, and it's like a total B movie, and it got $52 million. Like, James Wan prints money for Warner Brothers, and so he can get away with anything. That's the only way I can, like, even fathom that he was able to pitch this movie and get $50 million. Like, it's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Malignant is one of my favorite movies this year. I would totally put it top 10 just because of how fucking bonkers it is. It's so good. I loved it so much. And at the same time, 
It was like legitimately scary. Like I was like actually scared of that movie. So it's like as stupid as awesome as it is. Like I was still like, oh shit. Because James Wan's got it. He's the guy, man. He's the modern day master of horror. Love James Wan. And then uh, the Suicide Squad came out. Uh, I liked the I liked this better than the first one, but I mean I think that's because they trusted James Gunn to make a James Gunn movie. Like I mean if you're a James Gunn guy, like if you like Slither, and you like Super, uh, you know you'd be like, oh this is cool too. James Gunn's awesome. Oh yeah, and then those Guardians movies, I guess, <laughs> which I actually do enjoy. And the thing I can't get over with the Suicide Squad shouldn't be the big takeaway. Maybe it's uh, my absurd love of polka dot man should be the takeaway. But no, dude. Stallone was King Shark, and I had no idea. Like, someone had to tell me that. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, what else did we see? Oh, I saw The Forever Purge, which is the fifth Purge movie. Watched it with Tomas. Uh, we had fun. Uh, I liked it because it felt like a Western. Because the whole point of the film was them trying to get to Mexico, and that's what they always do in the old cowboy movies, right? Like the outlaws, you know, when they're escaping the law. It's like, we gotta get to Mexico. And it just kind of felt like those kind of vibes. And because it's the Purge movies, I'm sure it's, you know, chock full of, like, political message and ideologies or whatever. I don't care. I don't give a shit about the that stuff in the Purge. I just think they're interesting movies. And uh, this one was fun because it was, like I said, it felt like, a, it felt like a Western. It was really cool. Um, One of the newer movies I just saw was Nightmare Alley, which is, of course, the remake that uh, Guillermo del Toro made. Of the uh, 47 film? It's 40-something. Uh, the really fun movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's so good I want to watch the original, but unfortunately I can't find it anywhere. Like I'm going to have to buy it on DVD just to watch it, which is always a gamble. But it's like 10 bucks, so maybe not so bad. Maybe I'll buy it and do it on the show. And then it's a pod people expense, right? <laughs> I'm not cheating on my taxes, I swear. Please don't come after me for that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the, my only complaint with Nightmare Alley, uh, I wanted more carnival stuff, you know, but that's just me. I like movies like that. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Water for Elephants, but like the whole movie's like in the circus and I love it. I want more like circus, like old school movies like that. I don't know. I just think they're fun. It's such an appealing idea to me to just like drop everything and just uh, go live on the road. You know, I really like the idea. Like it appeals to my uh, nature. Um... I'd never do it, but God, I really want to, you know? I just, I, there's so many times where I just want to disappear. Not like a negative way, but just in the, like, I want to experience life. And I don't know if I've experienced enough, you know? Because that's the stuff that, like, I think shapes you and, like, expands your mind. Oh, man. But I, I really like Nightmare Alley. Pretty good. Um, we got Candyman, uh, which turns out was a sequel. Big fan of the new Candyman. Um, I like the new actor, too. I don't know what his name is. Um, I won't give away too many spoilers here. Uh, but um, people were saying that this movie is too woke. And then I legitimately had to tell them, have you not seen Candyman? Because, like, Candyman in general is kind of woke. Like, it's obviously, like, a horror movie with a message. And, like, if you didn't pick that up, that's kind of crazy. So that was a weird backlash for that movie. Um, we saw the new Resident Evil. Uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, it's kind of like underwhelming, but I liked it a lot. Like me and Dutch, we had a lot of fun because since uh, Resident Evil 4, me and Dutch have seen all of them in theaters together. 
And uh, they're stupid, but I like the Resident Evil movies. Um, unfortunately, this movie tanked at the box office, so we probably won't get a sequel, which is a bummer. But, you know, in a few years, they'll reboot it, and then we'll get new Resident Evil, probably. Um, I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was shockingly amazing. Uh, and, dude, stop the presses. I actually love the kids in this. Uh, Phoebe and her friend uh, podcast adorable they were so awesome like so good and you know me i hate kids and i hate kids in movies especially kids in ghostbusters afterlife made the movie uh this is a total total love letter to ghostbusters like if you love the original um you're gonna fucking love this movie i promise you that oh it's so good yeah ghostbusters afterlife so much better than i anticipated and i'm a huge ghostbusters guy which is probably why i was like a little hesitant so good Oh, you guys are going to love it. So good. And then I think we ran out the year here uh, with kind of a downer note. But I had to talk about it because I've talked about this movie. I put it over for years, right? Halloween Kills finally came out. And buddy, kind of a disappointment. A little bit of a dud. I did not like the story. I hated the whole mob thing. I thought it was poorly done. Uh thought it was really really bad um the michael myers stuff of course is cool but they are running into the problem that i find um it was violence for the sake of violence right and they just give him like this crazy big murder body count which is fine it's just like i don't know i feel like halloween started off so nuanced and like so like you know spooky and scary because like you don't know anything and you know people are like only like four people died but like it's really good though and it's really scary because they take less is more approach right and the biggest complaint i have with the rob zombie one is that more is more like they push it they keep going more violence more everything right you know everything all the backstory all this kind of shit and um i don't want to be that guy but i felt like halloween kills felt more like a zombie film because the camera works really crazy. Like, I feel so much of the movie is, like, zoomed in. And then, like I said, it's violence for the sake of violence. And uh, it goes for more uh, style over substance. I really wanted a movie more like 2018. Um, and we did not get that. I feel like it was kind of... It was so jarring for me. That, like, I felt like a different team made this movie. Like, it doesn't feel like it's... Uh, you know, David Gordon Green and, like, all those guys. Like, it doesn't feel like they did it. It feels like somebody else did it. And then my biggest complaint is that it feels like a filler movie. Because, like, the whole thing is, like, we kind of got to, um... We were gonna do, you know, it's gonna be uh, Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers. It's gonna be the showdown, right? And then they did two things. That doesn't happen. I'm just giving spoilers, I guess. In all of the Halloween Kills thing. Just because I'm upset. So, spoilers for Halloween Kills. Even though I just kind of ruined it. It's a filler movie. And, like, it's just upsetting. Because all the stuff we wanted is going to now be in Halloween Ends. And then, the disheartening part, too. Right? Is that if you didn't like Halloween Kills. Which I didn't really. They filmed it at the same time. So, they're not going to be able to fix it. You know what I mean? Like, so we're stuck with whatever Halloween Ends is. And if it's like Halloween Kills, I'm going to be very disappointed. Cause, and, like, I didn't hate it. It's just, like, it's not what I wanted. And my biggest flaw, 
and I would suggest you do not do this, is the afternoon before uh, I went to Halloween Kills, I got off work early. Uh, and I went home and I watched 2018. And it was a mistake. Because then, you know, I was hoping it was going to be like 2018. It's not. It's not. Maybe that's why. I just think for overall, okay, I don't think it's horrible or horrendous or anything. I just feel like Halloween Kills is going to end up just being a forgettable Halloween sequel. Like, in your head, can you tell me something that happens different in 4, 5, and 6? No. Like, there's no way. Like, you cannot differentiate those movies, like, in your head, right? I get that. Because that's, that's, that's how this movie feels. It's just going to be a forgotten Halloween sequel. Which is a bummer. Because this might have been my most anticipated movie of the year. And it kind of just like punched me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler territory too on that one. Sorry if you guys hadn't seen it and I just ruined it for you. But I mean the movie fucking sucked. So who cares. <laughs> did I really move it? Did, did I really ruin it? I don't know man. I don't know. <laughs> Alright let's get to positive happy things. Uh, so these are movies in 2021 I had seen for the first time. Uh, this is a category, I don't know if I did this on 2019 review. I did it in 2020. I just think it's fun because, it's, you know, movies we necessarily didn't get to, like in reviews, and maybe this is stuff we'll review in the future. But uh, I kind of just want to tell you what else I saw this year that kind of blew me away, right? And these are kind of older movies and stuff, but I loved it. Uh, so Shocktober yielded a lot of really great movies for us this year. I saw Peeping Dom for the first time. Uh, which is really cool because it's like, uh, you know, this really strange, like, cameraman. And uh, you get some POV murders in this, which is crazy because I'm pretty sure this is the first movie that does that. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. 1960, really fun. Um, I saw Orca, finally, which I really feel is totally underappreciated. Um, to know me is to know I love animal attack movies. But everyone just always says, oh, Orca's just a jobs ripoff. And that's such an undersell for how amazing Orca is. Because, like, it's a revenge story of the whale. Like, the whale's trying to get revenge on Nolan in this movie. And it's just fucking awesome. And, like, I just can't get over how cool it is that a whale is, like, antagonizing a fisherman to come fight him in the sea. It's fucking awesome. Uh, just a heads up with Orca, though. You know, the opening is so fucking sad like it is so sad and uh yeah i just that's all i'm gonna give you that warning going knowing that uh of course we watch eyes without a face which is a french film from the 60s like it's black and white it's really awesome so there's this doctor and his assistant they're kidnapping young women and uh they're cutting off their faces uh to try to match a face to his deformed daughter she got in an accident and her face got fucked up, and the dad's just trying to fix it. You know, like dads do. And uh, this is fucking crazy, because this is, like, from the 60s. And this is how you can tell different, um, like, ratings for different countries, right? Because some, they literally show, like, graphic surgery of, like, a woman's face getting cut off. I mean, obviously not, really, her face getting cut off, right? It's, like, obviously, it's practical effects. But you still see... <laughs> A face get hacked off with a fucking scalpel. It's disturbing. And then we see this forceps when they kind of keep it. And they, they peel it off of this face. I was going to vomit, dude. I was not prepared. I watched this at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Bro, I was not prepared for that, man. Like, I had just woken up. And I see this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? 
Yeah, I was a doozy, bro. That was really good, though. I would suggest it if you got a strong stomach. Uh, but yeah, French. So, you know, you got to read subtitles, but still worth it. Uh, this year, I finally saw New Jack City, uh, which might be my favorite Wesley Snipes movie now. Uh, it's one of those things where I kind of had different. I thought it was going to be different, but it's still totally badass. It's really cool. Uh, there's a point where uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, he gets in a shootout. And he literally grabs a bystander as a human body shield. It's awesome. Like, you're going to love New Jack City. It's so cool. Um, me and Dutch watched Congo. And I got to tell you with Congo, I really don't remember. This might have been late last year. But I'm pretty sure Congo was this year. Uh, if you don't know, it's uh, Michael Crichton, the guy that wrote Jurassic Park. And they were trying to build this as, like, the next Jurassic Park, right? And goddamn, it's awesome. Like, people kind of, I think they expect something else, maybe. But Congo was so fucking awesome. Oh, we loved it. We went in because, you know, the chin's in it, and we'd always heard about Congo. And, oh, my gosh. Ernie Hudson is just, like, a darling in this movie. He's a darling in everything. Ernie Hudson, completely underrated. Ernie Hudson's, like, the man. But he's amazing in it. Just Congo's so much fun. God, you're going to love Congo. So it's, like... They're taking a gorilla that they taught how to speak back to, like, the wild. But at the same time, there's people trying to profit off of the Congo, and so we got those intersecting storylines. It's good. Congo's awesome. You should watch Congo. Just go watch it. <laughs> go watch it. Uh, we watched Born Losers a couple weeks ago, me and Dutch. Uh, it's the first of the Billy Jack movies, right? Which Billy Jack is kind of a dude movie. They're, like, action movies, right? And uh, so I had always heard good things from my dad. And then uh, Dutch did. He heard about it too. So watch Born Losers. It's awesome. Uh, it's really rough and gritty. And it's from 67. So it's kind of like crazy that it came out in 67. Uh, I loved it. It feels kind of like Death Wish. You know, kind of those kind of vigilante type movies, which are really cool. Uh, really horrible shit happens. And then, uh, you know, the good guy goes in there and fucks up the bad guys. Really good. I felt it's like more grounded because like Billy Jack's like um, he's like a badass, but like he's like a like he still takes his lumps, right? Like he's still taken out, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then we watched we were watching the sequels and I got to tell you, Billy Jack is not that great. Uh, the second one, like the actual Billy Jack movie, it's kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> and then the trial Billy Jack was so boring, we turned it off. So, Billy Jack, not the best thing ever. But Born Losers, I would say, is really good. Uh, I would uh, I would recommend that. Um, I saw Promising Young Woman, which is something I missed in theaters. Uh, but then I saw it on... Uh, I rented it on Prime. I loved it a lot. It was uh, really dark. And uh, it's uh, it punches you, which is cool. I like when a movie makes you feel. And then uh, the ending's kind of a downer ending, which is cool. Because I like downer endings, so... I would recommend Promising Young Woman. I think that was really good. And then uh, Boss Level. Uh, it's another Joe Carnahan picture this year. He had two good ones, both with Frank Grillo. So that's good. I'm happy they're working together. And this one was uh, really straight to uh, to Hulu. Um, I'm not a fan of the, grain, the Groundhog Day format, but uh, this one was like a lot of fun. Uh, you know, if you like video games, it's kind of like that, right? Because it's, you know, different lives, right? I can kind of dig that. And then, um, Mel Gibson's a bad guy, man. I know, controversially, you're not supposed to say this, but I fucking love Mel Gibson. I, he might be a scumbag, like, real person, but, like, 
I grew up on his movies, so it's hard for me to hate that guy. Like, I love Michael Jackson's music. Hard for me to hate that guy. You know what I mean? Like, we've, we've talked about this, you know, at length on this show because it's something to talk about. Like, can you separate, you know, humans uh, from their art? I personally can. If you can't, I'm sorry. That's a bummer. Like, that sucks. And I feel bad for you. But I can separate it, and so I can still enjoy the stuff. So, just where I'm at. I'm not going to change my opinion on that one. All right. Let's see. Oh, you guys want to do the updates on the... Here's the boring stuff on the show, right? So we found out the Warner's HBO deal. Uh, you know, it was... They did things straight to HBO Max, same day as theaters, which was kind of cool. Um, I liked it because... Who gives a shit, right? Watch it wherever you want to watch it. I felt like people that really wanted to watch movies in the movie theater went to the movie theater. So it was cool because those are the people I want to watch movies with. You know, people are disinterested, kind of unplugged, don't really want to watch movies. That's who should be watching it at home. That way you don't ruin it for all of us, man. Yeah, kick your feet up, you know, text, eat a cheeseburger, do all that shit at home. Like, leave the movie theater for, like, you know, the sanctity of the movie theater. Let us, like, enjoy the movie. Nothing is worse for suspension of disbelief than, like, you know, people not in the film. You know what I mean? So I'm very happy to get the riffraff out of the theaters. Um, but, uh, so what's going to happen next year is for sure we're going to get 10 movies that are going to go straight to the app. Uh, Batgirl's an example of this, um, which is really cool because Brendan Fraser is going to be in it. Michael Keaton's supposed to be Batman in this. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. And so then the other movies, uh, they're going to, they're going to go the route of the uh, 45 day release window. So 45 days after it's out of theaters, it will go straight to HBO Max. And the Batman is an example of this, so... Uh, March 4th, that comes out, and so we're looking mid-April. It should be on HBO Max, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah, and then what else we got? Oh, yeah, and so the other update from last year, because we talked about this, um, I don't know. I didn't re-listen really to our episode, I'll be honest with you, but I looked at my notes, and it said we were talking about James Bond and MGM trying to sell James Bond. So what happened is MGM itself got bought by Amazon, and now... Um, Amazon has half the rights to James Bond, which is crazy. The other half is his brother-sister team, uh, and they control creative control uh, as to when they're going to make a movie, who's going to be James Bond, and whether there are spinoff series. So it's interesting that James Bond, right, belongs over there at Amazon, but Amazon can't really do anything without it, without someone say so. And we'll see how long that goes before they write a blank check. But uh, so that's real interesting. Um, I don't know. I didn't get any other kind of crazy like movie news. If you guys know more, please let me know because I'd like to know. But yeah. All right. And then we'll get to the fun part, right? Speculation for next year. Like all the fun movies we want to see next year. And it's pretty stacked next year. I'm pretty excited. Um, I'll go through the movies that got moved back that were supposed to come out. And then I'll get into a couple that aren't that are just actually things I genuinely want to see, right? Um, so Scream 5 is finally coming out in January. Uh, it says January 13th. The Batman finally comes out March 4th. Mission Impossible 7 got moved to September 23rd. Uh, Top Gun, knock on wood. This thing is going to get moved again, right? Like, when the fuck is Top Gun actually coming out? But it's supposed to be May 27th now. Uh, Death on the Nile. Uh, which it didn't get moved because of COVID. It got moved because of Army Hammer. Sorry, Dutch. Backed the wrong horse on that one, didn't you, pal? 
Uh, but Death on the Nile's finally coming out September. Uh, no, not September. Uh, February. February 11th, uh, 2022. Which is cool because February is right around the corner. Um, I don't know if you guys like Murder on the Orient Express, but we loved it. It's Dutch and me and Mo. And so we're very excited for Death on the Nile. Should be really good. Um, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was supposed to come out last year, is now actually coming this year. And unfortunately, for whatever fucking reason, it's going to be on Netflix in February. And uh, I'm always in for Leatherface. You know, the sequels are uh, less than stellar track record there. Some are great. Most are shit. But we'll see. Because this is supposed to be a direct sequel to the original. Kind of like Halloween did. Kind of, you know, how other movies did. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm always in for New Texas Chainsaw. Um, yeah. And then the movie... Oh, Doctor Strange 2 got moved, right? Because all the MCU moves got shifted. But I want to see Doctor Strange 2. Purely, simply, for the fact that Sam Raimi's finally directing another fucking movie. Guys, it's been 10 years since he made a movie. And it was that Oz movie with Jance Franco. I never watched it. And so it's just like, ugh, I want more Sam Raimi in my life. And then, I, I we could, this is a good tangent. Okay, so there's rumors. And so, nah, you know what? Because it's spoiler territory. Never mind, you guys going to have to look that up for yourself. So Doctor Strange 2 looks good. And then we get to like the non- uh, pushback stuff, right? <clears throat> so, The Northman. It's like a Viking revenge movie. Always in for that kind of stuff. Uh, Moonfall looks crazy awesome. The moon's like literally attacking the earth. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Ambulance. So, we get another good uh, heist movie. Also, Michael Bay gets to make a movie to prove that he actually does make good movies. He made The Rock, people. Michael Bay's not trash. I promise you. Just those Transformers movies are shit. But he did make good movies before, man. I'm telling you. Armageddon was cool. I don't know. <laughs> um, the Black Phone, which is uh, Scott uh, Derrickson? Erickson? Scott Derrickson. I'm pretty sure it's Derrickson. He did Sinister. And he's doing another horror movie with Ethan Hawke. So, fuck yeah. You know, I'm in for that kind of shit. So good. And uh, <laughs> maybe the movie I'm most excited for? Which is kind of interesting to say. So there's a movie called Prey. And what it is, is it's a predator film in which the predator is dropped in the Apache Nation in the 1800s. Right? Get the fuck out of here. The predator versus the Apache in like the 1800s. I'm 1,010% in for this movie. Take all my money out of my bank account for this. But here's the rub. It's a Hulu movie. So that really... Fucking sucks, man. Really sucks. But, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of really sick movies coming out next year, man. Uh, let's hope the worst of this pandemic's behind us so stuff doesn't have to keep getting moved. Um, yeah, let's just keep chugging along. Great year for movies that was 2021. A lot of bad shit in 2021, but at least the movies were awesome. A lot of escapism, a lot of things helped us through, you know, so... I hope you guys had a good 2021 uh, in general. I hope you had a good 2021 in um, in terms of movies. And uh, yeah, here's the 2022. Let's get after it. Let's get some great movies. Let's work on ourselves, become uh, better humans in 2022. And uh, yeah, I, I it's raining literally as I record this, but uh, the sun will come out in 2022. We're going to have a good run. 
Um, I'm, we're going to have a good run on the show. Uh, both the pod people, we got a lot of really cool movies lined up. And on Zach's Corners, I got a couple ideas from some good movies. And uh, I want to kind of... I want to reach the show's full potential in 2022. I feel like I've always kind of half-assed this show. And I want to give more to it. And I want to fill some of the promises to the show. And uh, it's what I'm going to be working on. I want a better Zach's Corner for 2022. And again, I'm going to try not to miss a week. You know, I got to make 52 episodes, right? That's the goal. And like I said, five bucks a week if I don't make it. So, but we're not going to pay the pot people this year. Fuck them. They have enough of my money. All right. <laughs> um, I love you guys. Uh, I can't believe it's another year older with you. Uh, we're going to, we're going to get it. I love you guys. Happy new year. Happy, happy new year. Ah, ah, love you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week with a thrilling episode of Zach's Corner. Bye!